0: Timberwolves fans are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host Paladino Joey or Joey Awajan and well it's episode number 57 of Timberwolves Explosion today. Today is May 21st 2010. Yeah it's been about oh it's been about seven weeks since we've done a show and uh yeah I deeply apologize. Of course the first four or five weeks of it, of this uh, hiatus were due to lawn cleanups. Uh, yeah we started pretty late on those unfortunately and uh, that did not help. things kind of dragged on and dragged on. We made progress and it rained and that made it drag on yet another week yeah um, and then and then the lawn mowing made it drag on even longer. So yeah that's why I've been away for almost uh, two months now, <laughs> almost two months. My last show was, what, the end of March? So, yeah, again, I apologize. No, you probably don't want to hear about that for so long. So we're going to get right into the the gist of the show today. Well, to be honest, we're actually going to have two shows, hopefully fairly close to each other. Uh, the first one is Just Me Today. Again, episode number 57, May the 21st. Yeah, the idea of the show today, well, we're going to, first of all, we're going to talk about the playoffs. We're going to get into that. And then secondly, of course... Well, yeah, the draft lottery. So, uh, yeah, that's the other reason I kind of maybe wanted to wait post-draft lottery. Why talk about, oh, hopefully the Wolves can get the third, get the uh, the third, yeah. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even get that. Yeah, the number one pick. And, uh, yeah, well, it's better to talk about what we're really going to be doing with what we have. So, um, yeah, we'll get to that in the second half of the show. So, basically... Well, of course, we're going to also, yeah, when we get into those Wolves topics, we're going to also get on the Facebook page, which is, of course, yeah, Tim Roll's Explosion Facebook group. We'll talk about that later. First and foremost, again, Tim Roll's Explosion is on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to the show. And for those of you that have stuck with me during this long hiatus, God bless you. Thank you very much. You guys know who you are, and I appreciate you very, very much. And, of course, two of those names, well, yep, yeah, at least two of those names I'll be mentioning when it gets to the Facebook page, two of my most loyal listeners, and I appreciate you guys very much, Nigel Southern and Brent Jacobson. Thank you guys very, very much. I'll be talking to you guys very soon. Of course, remember this, we also have a call-in line on the sportstuff.com. We'll get to that later. would like people to call in. That would be great. So yeah, again, the playoffs. The playoffs, before I make this intro any longer than it needs to be, well, for the most part, the playoffs have been pretty boring. So I'm going to kind of briefly sort of dink around first before we get into the actual, the current stuff. Well, the first round is mostly boring. Lots of sweeps, lots of uncompetitive basketball, as is per usual. Copyright uh, Rusty likes to say per usual about as per usual, his uh, co host is PMAC. Good mate, and all that good stuff. So that's a shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, I forgot I owe a PMAC an email, by the way. Yep, yeah. that's another inside thing for him there. I'll get to that as soon as I'm done with the show, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, the first round was pretty boring basketball, pretty uninspired basketball. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, Cleveland Cavaliers and Boston Celtics. I'm going to get into that topic right now, really quick, before we actually get into that series. Yeah, very, very good series. The only good series in the second round, by the way. Um, that's the only one I'm even really going to talk about when we get to the second round. Imagine that. Yeah. Now, remember, at the beginning of the season, I predicted the Boston Celtics to win their second championship in three years. In fact, I've actually picked the Boston Celtics to win the NBA championship the last three years since they got the Garnett and Ray Allen deal. I got picked them in. 97-98, 2007-2008, 08-09, and of course, 09 and 2010, I have picked the Boston Celtics in consecutive years to win the NBA championship. Of course, I was correct all the way from you know early October in 08, and that felt pretty good. The little doubts along the way and all that good stuff. Last year, well, Kevin Garnett had a knee injury, and that screwed up a very nice opportunity. The Boston Celtics barely lost to the Orlando Magic despite the trash talking. Very classless Kevin Garnett on the sidelines, you know, being on the sidelines last year. Very immature topic there. Now, of course, I'm going to digress really quick because I forgot to mention why there'd be two shows. I'm a little bit goofy right now because I'm just so antsy to get back behind the mic that I'm kind of rushing a little too much here. (laughs) And I'll calm down. Yeah, the second show, of course, will be, I would really like to, and. It's supposed to be with Marcus the Forecaster. I hope I can reach him and get him on. (laughs) That'd be nice. He's a little tough to reach at times. Of course, he's wanted to do this show for quite a while. That's also been part of the delay. Uh, Yeah, that will be a State of the Wolves show. And, of course, I've got a very, very interesting nugget on Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Kevin Garnett that people... I've never once heard this particular nugget that I'm, of course, going to save for when I'm talking to Marcus the Forecaster... Yeah, when I first told him, he was shocked. Uh, something Kevin Garnett said when he became a member of the Boston Celtics. And it has something to do with his jersey. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to hit any more and spoil it. Something to do with his jersey. And ladies and gentlemen, heh, yeah, it will not make you feel very good about Kevin Garnett, um, no, and I and no, I'm not saying hate him, but it just, okay, I'll I'll leave it there, it just, it sent a very dis- frustrating message, frustrating, frustrating, not disturbing, frustrating, he, it's not sick or anything, okay, enough of the digressing, I digressed for another minute there, sorry guys, so yeah, now that I've taken that a little too far, of course, this show will probably be fairly long as well, not going to be as long as the forecaster one though that's the state of the wolves we're going to discuss yeah mvps and you know mvp for the wolves yeah that's a very unimpressive thing but yeah we're going to talk about a lot of stuff all things wolves including the draft and stuff i'm going to briefly get into that again as i mentioned when we get to the draft lottery so yeah excuse me yeah you might notice i'm a little antsy i just i'm so excited to be back guys i really am oh i'm so excited to be back so yeah It went to a point, like during the season, the Boston Celtics were doing so poorly that I changed my prediction to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, of course, I didn't even mention this on a show, so I could have maybe gotten away with it and said, yeah, you know, I've stuck with the Celtics all along. I'm a genius. No, no, you wouldn't be a genius. That would be pure luck because the Boston Celtics, nobody believed in the Boston Celtics going into the postseason. The Miami Heat were on fire. The Celtics were playing terribly. The Cleveland Cavaliers looked like a team that was ready to possibly go all the way and finally win this thing. Yep, so I'm, I'm going to man up. I'm the host of Timberwolves Explosion, and I'm going to man up and tell you that I did change my prediction to the Cleveland Cavaliers in February and stuck with it. End of the second round, though, I believe the Boston Celtics might make it interesting. I figured the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers would, in fact, win that series move on to the NBA Finals and defeat the Los Angeles Lakers in the Finals. Well, we'll get to that part later. Who I think is going to win the NBA Championship. (laughs) Yeah. You guys could probably guess already. Hmm. I'm doing a little (laughs) flip-flopping. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, But no, the Boston Celtics came out, kicked the Miami Heat's butt, basically, straight out. It was an unbelievable job by the Boston Celtics. Just took the Miami Heat Said, yeah, you guys had a little fun. Now you can go home. They made uh, Dwayne Wade look like uh, Jordan with the Jordanaires. <laughs> the Detroit Pistons deal back in the uh, very early 90s, late 80s. They shut down uh, everybody around Dwayne Wade. It was a one-man show. And uh, Charles Barkley looked a little bit smarter with his famous quote earlier in the year, saying that Dwayne Wade's by himself and his teammates suck, basically. Wade got a little offended by that. Well, it looks looks like the truth, Miami Heat done, season dead, that was the end of that, and uh, a very uninspired uh, performance by the Charlotte Bobcats in their very first playoff appearance, destroyed by Orlando, end of conversation, boring series, uncompetitive, trash. So now that leaves us with the uh, outstanding, right, outstanding Atlanta Hawks and Milwaukee Bucks series. Milwaukee Bucks look really good. Atlanta Hawks, uh, of course, the Bucks missing uh, Andrew Bogut, Rusty and p favorite guy, of course. <laughs> They're the hosts of the crossover, which are also available on the thesportstuff.com, and that show is fantastic, and I'm going to continue to say that forever. I'm going to continue to say that forever because it is. It is. Fantastic show. I absolutely love it. Um, New Jersey Nets and uh, New York Knicks, by the way, that's the teams they cover. Maybe one of LeBron's new teams. I'm also going to get into that. They seem pretty convinced that LeBron's heading in their neck of the woods. Well, their team's neck of the woods anyway. Um, I'm not so sure, but we'll get to that later. We'll see. Um, As I continue to digress, that's just the way it goes. Atlanta Hawks start out great. Bucks win three in a row. Bucks hit a wall, fall apart, lose games... (laughs) Lose game six at home in a very uninspired fashion. Atlanta Hawks actually look like they know what they're doing finally. They actually shut down the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks die in the third quarter. Just just absolutely shut down by a team in the Atlanta Hawks that uh, they're, they're the Polar Hawks. They're the Polar Hawks. Sometimes they look really good. Other times they look like they're uh, Timberwolves level. And that's what they did in the second round. And that's the end of that series. Hawks and uh, Orlando Magic. Very uninspired basketball. Now, of course, Cleveland and Chicago, that's the other Eastern Conference first-round series. Pretty boring stuff. Well, no, actually it wasn't. Chicago actually looked fairly good. Joachim Noah looks really good. Derrick Rose looks really good. And, uh, hmm. Well, (laughs) that's a team that's about one really nice, super-duper star away from being a pretty good basketball team. A nice, super-duper star. That's a little hint as to uh, something I alluded to just a minute ago. So there you go. That's the end of the first round in the East. Well, in the West, there wasn't much good basketball play <laughs> in the West. Phoenix and Portland was an okay series. Portland, though, just does not look that good. Phoenix was red hot, and that's pretty much about all I'm going to talk about with that. <laughs> not very exciting basketball, really, The in this postseason. Really not, because... When a team, it's like the team that the teams that win their series for the most part, they just kick the other team's butt. It's just like, can we get a little bit of competition here, just a little? I mean, there it's that's been the majority in these posts, in these playoffs, and it's continuing in the Western Conference right now. Not that I'm complaining though on the Eastern side. Hint, hint, hint. I'm not complaining at all because I hate Orlando. Okay, sorry Magic Man, if which you're probably not listening, but. He's a guy who calls into that crossover show. Um. (laughs) Yeah, there's been a lot of really, really boring, very overmatched basketball in this postseason. It's been disappointing. Honest to God, it's been pretty disappointing. Um, The only series really in the Western Conference that was really, really quality basketball (laughs) was Lakers Thunder. Oh, and what a shame that the Oklahoma City Thunder got stuck with the eighth seed in the Western Conference. What a shame. And as I predicted early in the season, there would be a 50-win eighth seed. And, of course, there was. So there you go. I'm I'm certainly not inept with, with everything, am I? Uh, maybe with Timberwolves' draft picks, I've been a little inept. We'll get to that again later. Mm. I've been about as bad as McHale, uh, you know, the last couple years when it comes to who I think is the uh, the vision for the Wolves' future. Johnny Flynn. Hmm. Yeah, you can imagine I'm soured just a little bit on him. Again, I'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. (laughs) Ugh, good times. But no, the first round was horrible. It really was some horrible stuff. Lots of sweeps, lots of uninspired basketball, and even though the Bucks Hawks series was fairly entertaining, every single game was a complete blowout. Either way, it was like, yeah, great, that's great. Let's turn the. I mean, uh, cool Bucks and and uh, Hawks. Oh, great! It's a thirty-point game. Great. Well, that's fun. This game's over, you know, and and that's what most of the playoffs have been like. Phoenix and San Antonio's will just, well, no, I'll get to that. I'm sorry, i got to finish the Oklahoma City and uh, Lakers series first. <laughs> God, I'm just, I'm a little hyper here, and I'll stop. Uh, man, what a great series. What an absolutely great series. What a nice future the Oklahoma City Thunder have. It's, it's beautiful. It really is. The first game of that series did not look good at all. The Thunder did not look ready for the postseason for whatever reason. They looked a little shell-shocked. And, of course, they're playing the defending world champions who looked like the defending world champions. And uh, the Thunder looked like a team that was playing their very first playoff game. It's just plain and simple. That's what it was. But then all of a sudden the Thunder woke up, and there you go. Just like my buddy Wilmot at work said that the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder will give the Lakers (laughs) the fight of their life. And, yeah, they did. They honestly did. And they came so close to forcing a game seven, and but unfortunately they could not get it. They could not pull it out. Paul Gasol tipping in the shot, as some, as a lot of you remember, which ended up being the game winner. Westbrook could not finish on a, uh, I believe, it was a baseline floater. And uh, boy, did the fans give that team a rousing, rousing applause. And what a crying shame that a team with that much talent, that much potential to possibly make a long playoff run this year, got stuck in the first round with the LA Lakers in the eighth seed. But nonetheless, as the fans knew, the fans there know what they have. Despite that was only their second season there, the the Thunder anyway. Only their second season in uh, Oklahoma City. They gave them a long, 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 long ovation. And uh, very well deserved and very, very impressive. Oklahoma City Thunder could be one of the next great teams in the NBA. And I'm saying that with full sincerity. I'm sure a lot of people out there agree (sighs) But you never know. I mean, some people thought Portland was going to be a potential dynasty. They do not look like they're going to be a a dynasty at all. I don't know what what Portland's going to do, actually. They're starting to remind me of the Timberwolves in their quote-unquote glory years. I don't know. Are they ever going to even win a playoff series? It's not looking so good for them, actually. It's not. And that, you know, hey, part of that falls on Greg Oden's health. Is he gonna ever get over the hump and stay healthy? Before he's he's his he's he's he's, he's, so he's such damaged goods that he's just he's just like Grant Hill and he's just a role player. That's what Grant Hill became because of so many injuries over his career, so many long term injuries that cost him whole seasons with the S. Yeah, at the end. Rough stuff. Rough stuff indeed. So yeah, the second round was filled with garbage. Absolute garbage. Sweeps all around except for Cleveland and uh And Boston, though you could argue the Phoenix-San Antonio series was fairly entertaining basketball, just Phoenix won every single game. They were all fairly close. Fairly fairly close. San Antonio, uh, that was the other series that was pretty good, actually, in the West. Excuse me. San Antonio-Dallas, that was a nice, that was a fairly nice series. But uh, Spurs, just they outmatched the Mavericks. The Mavericks could not seem to figure out what was going on. And they were upset in the first round by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Crazy stuff. A lot of people thought the San Antonio could be on their way to the uh, the, the conference finals. The Suns just never seemed to play well against the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Well, it took a turn this year. Suns <laughs> are a team that are definitely maturing. Guys like Amari Stoudemire, Nash, obviously a veteran, but uh, Stoudemire, whew, he has really matured into a nice a nice player. Obviously, that microscopic uh, surgery, microfracture surgery totally, has totally disappeared from him now, because remember that seems to take, that's one of those injuries that takes a while to heal, like years, um, very, very cool stuff to see him playing at the level he has been playing, and yeah, the Suns finally got rid of that dark cloud, of course, the Spurs never beat the Lakers in the postseason for whatever reason, they just don't, they just don't, so... Nobody really would expect the Spurs to go all the way to the finals despite their experience despite their pedigree and despite the fact that they, they have four rings just like Phil Jackson's Lakers have four rings, that version of the Lakers um yeah, good times indeed there so now we finally get to the Boston and Cleveland series and of course I already talked about the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers were the team that I picked to win the NBA championship instead of the Boston Celtics because of their 500 record. In about this, you know, a little bit before the second half of the year, 27 and 27, very uninspired basketball by the Celtics. They even lost to the New Jersey Nets. Just amazing stuff. Paul Allen had Chris Humphrey's on yesterday. And he talked about that out. Chris Humphreys now, obviously, Hopkins, Royal, legend, Gophers. Well, he wasn't really a legend. He only played one year with the Gophers. One year stand, you could call it. Good basketball, but that was all he played. I think that hurt his career big time. Um, But, uh, yeah, the Celtics lost to the freaking Nets. That's how bad it got for the Boston Celtics this year. They almost lost to the freaking Timberwolves, too. How about that? Yeah. Early in the year until Kevin Garnett uh, tied up Corey Brewer, and that was the end of the Wolves. (laughs) Good stuff. Again, Kevin Garnett being clutch late in the game. It's a miracle. Wow. So, yeah, enough of that. Boston Celtics have awakened, and my God, did they play well. It was like, wait a minute. The Boston Celtics are beating Cleveland in game one. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought they were just kind of playing good against Miami, and then, you know, they'd probably come back down to earth, lose in five or six games to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Maybe play a little bit of good, maybe play close, have some tight games with the Cavaliers and win in the end. Well, Celtics blew the game one, and I was like, yeah, yeah, there it is. See, See? Cavs in four or five, I mean, not four, five or six. But then the Celtics come right back and kick the Cel- uh, calves butt in the second game. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And then the teams switch off and Boston force, I mean, excuse me, game three. You figure here come the Celtics, they're going to kick some butt, but then they lose by 30. And you figure, yeah, it's this series is a joke. Or, I mean, yeah, this is a joke. Boston's totally done now. they They're just showing their age here. LeBron James looks like a superstar. Then all of a sudden, you know, hey, game four, the Celtics come right back. Show-inspired play yet again. And then, and then game five happens. Game five in Cleveland. The night of destiny. The night of destiny. And possibly LeBron James' last game in Cleveland. Possibly as a Cavalier. Ah, Wow. I've never I mean, LeBron James, I've never seen him look so... I... I don't know, disoriented? How do you just even describe it? You saw the game, right? How do you describe the look on LeBron James' face that entire game? He, it goes without saying, but he was horrendous in that game. Horrendous. What was he doing? The Cavaliers looked like Any ounce of confidence they had left was gone. And the question is why. They're at home. It's a tied series. You just win that game. You're probably going to win the series if you win that game. Most likely because game seven's at home. Now, not every team can win a game seven at home, but most of the time the home team wins game seven, right? Most of the time. That would be like, say, the Cavs win game five. Celtics tie her up for game six. You know, an inspired effort we're going to. We're, gonna, we're not going to go out quietly, so to speak. But no, the Celtics pound the Cavs on their home court. The Cavaliers settled for jump shots the whole time. Mike Brown's just bouncing around, just kind of being Mike Brown, being a mediocre coach on a supposed great team. Um, It's just, I couldn't believe it. It was a. It was very mixed emotions for me, all over the place. I love the Celtics. They're my second favorite team. Long before Kevin Garnett got there, I am not one of those Kevin Garnett bandwagon Celtic fans. The hell with that. The hell with that. <laughs> Again, with that topic that I'm going to bring up next show. I'm going to keep teasing to that. To hell with all that. You know, and I. And no, I don't dislike the Celtics because Kevin Garnett's there, and I don't even. I don't even want to say I dislike Kevin Garnett. I'm not even going to give him that much credit at this point. Because I'm over it. I'm over it, guys. And so should you be. Again, another hint. (laughs) You guys should be over Kevin Garnett, folks. For one, it's a long time ago. And second, well, yeah. Again, I'll tell you. Though it is nice to see him win. It still is nice to see him win, believe it or not. Um and of course, being a I like the Celtics, second favorite team. I like all the Boston teams. I just do. Just because. Partially because a lot of them have been through, <laughs> yeah, been through some of the same heartbreak, especially the Red Sox. But yeah, I'll continue here. Mixed emotions. Of course, the first one's happy the Celtics are winning second one is really, really feeling for the Cleveland Cavaliers fans and Cleveland sports fans because they've had it worse than us. It's not like the Cleveland Indians won the 91 and 87 World Series. <laughs> no, they didn't. They won the 1948 World Series. There's almost nobody probably left alive from that era. Like Cavaliers, excuse me, Indians fans from 1948. I don't think there's too many left that remember that, that World Series. Warren Spahn, pretty old story, huh? Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, hmm, yuck, yeah, you get the idea, mm. yeah, it, it has been a tough going, of course, the Cavaliers, they had a nice run in the early 90s, Brad Doherty, but then again, you know, the injuries destroyed his career, oh, they had Terrell Brandon for a while, though, <laughs> well, they had him when he actually did drive to the basket, but uh, still, they have been through some really heart- heartbreaking defeats in that town. And this was another one. This was a Cleveland sports type of game. It really was. You could feel it. You know, Nobody really believed the Cavaliers were going to win game six in Boston, and of course they didn't. They put up a much better effort. LeBron James did score, and he did rebound. Missed a triple-double by, I believe it was one assist. Or was it one rebound? I can't remember which, and it doesn't really matter. But he almost had a quadruple-double because of the, uh, the turnover. Nine turnovers, too. That's the wrong kind of (laughs) quadruple-double. Terrible. uh, Terrible. LeBron James just confused, lost. Though, again, (laughs) there might be an explanation as to why that look on his face. Shell shock, I guess, is what you could call it. We'll get to that really quickly here in a sec. Um, But, yeah. Those are the mixed emotions. You felt bad for Cleveland, thrilled for Boston, or I did anyway. And, uh... Irritated with LeBron, what the hell's going on here? Or, or not even, not even irritated. More like, just what, what the heck? Just shocked, shocked, just like him. And of course, the rumors have been bouncing around the internet. The reasoning, possibly, for that look on his face and the uh, possible possibility of him playing with such lot, just lost appearance. Just he looked like he wasn't even there. Basically, like he was a ghost. The uh, the rumors bouncing around. Delante West and uh, LeBron James' mom having an affair. Oh, oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, yeah, yep. And I know it's been discussed in other shows, but still, that's uh, yep, that's the belief, the possibility as to why that's going on. Very good times indeed. <laughs> no, not really. Very confusing. Very fin- confusing indeed. Very sad. So, Cleveland Cavaliers are set to, are laid to rest for this season. Shaquille O'Neal, I thought at the time, could be playing. Could have played his last game. Very uninspired game. Sitting on the bench with kind of just a the classic disappointed Shaq look, where he's just kind of sleepy looking. Could that be the end? Well, almost immediately after the game. There was an article in ESPN talking about a Shaq wants to play another three to four years and a possibility him maybe going to New Jersey because he was from Newark, New Jersey. Grew up in the Brick City, born and raised, as he said when the uh, <laughs> the Lakers defeated the Nets at the 2002 Finals after a sweep. Grew up in Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, born and raised. And he kept saying that over and over again. We're happy for him. Um, but no, of course, reading his book, yeah, he grew up in New Jersey. Even though he doesn't really sound like a New Jersey guy, that's uh, that's what he is. You know, he, because he's kind of he's kind of been a little bit all over the place. Shaq, um, military father or stepfather, excuse me. But uh, yeah, that's how that went. So again, I was happy to hear that Shaq's going to be sticking around, and that wasn't his last game because I love Shaq. Now his game, well, well, <laughs> it's not looking so great either. I'm sure me and Mark will talk about him some more in the next episode. Yeah, this one's probably going to be a fairly long one, too. You're probably noticing that already. And uh, I hope I'm not boring you out there. Hope not. We'll get to the Wolves pretty quick here. Pretty quick. Because uh, it's been fairly uninspired in the Western Conference. The Lakers are already up two games to zero. The Phoenix Suns defense looks terrible. Kobe Bryant has uh, any type of injuries and stuff. Well, right now that seems to kind of have disappeared the past two rounds because the Lakers, of course, as they swept the Jazz in the second round. Kobe Bryant has scored 30 or more points in, what, six straight games now, or is it seven? It's been pretty dang good. And, of course, game one against Phoenix, you could just like, it was the old Kobe. (laughs) A lot to lift. Remember there was talk about his knee and all that stuff. Just injuries all over his body. Starting to look a little bit older here. Is he going to be past his prime now? Uh Uh-oh. But uh, he looked like Kobe Bryant. He looked like absolutely like Kobe Bryant. And the Phoenix Suns defense looks like the Phoenix Suns defense that you remember Mm-hmm. The one that gives up a lot of points. It's a fairly entertaining series, though. And uh, during this long, boring break this week, I don't know why they stretched out games two and three from each other so far for both series, but that's uh, that's just the way they want to do it, I guess. So they get out weekend games. That series, though, I mean, it's obvious who's going to win that series, and it's probably even more. It's probably almost equally obvious who's going to win the other one. The Boston Celtics are going to beat the Orlando Magic as they're up two games to zero. The Magic destroyed in game one at home. Very disoriented was Vince Carter. <laughs> Dwight Howard looked like crap. Richard Lewis is the most overpaid player in the entire postseason. At least from my point of view, he is uh, a joke, Richard Lewis. Vince Carter, well, Vince Carter's up and down. Jameer Nelson, I've never really liked him. I've never really liked him. I don't think he's a point guard. I know he's a talented guy, and he's got leadership, some leadership, but he's not. The the Orlando Magic are not a championship team. They're just not. Yeah, they look good in the first two rounds against the horrible Hawks and the uh, even more horrible Bobcats, two teams that I actually like a lot because they uh, are fairly entertaining, but they just fell asleep against the Magic and got swept by them. But now, the Magic are running into a team with ring cred, as Paul Allen would say of KFAN, in the Boston Celtics. And they're playing like a championship caliber team, the Boston Celtics. And uh, Celtics are going to win that series. We are going to have Lakers-Celtics in the NBA Finals. And ladies and gentlemen, my original prediction is my (laughs) prediction again. Boston Celtics 2010 NBA champions. There it is. Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA Finals, folks. So that will conclude my playoff talk for the time being. And we'll finally get to talk Little Wolves. And, uh, uh, crap. Here we go again, right? Here we go again. (laughs) But first, we're going to take a quick break. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 57, which is a reminder for iPod users along with Microsoft Zoom and all that other good stuff. Again, episode number 57. Thanks again for listening. Here we go. Well, this was it, folks. This was it. This was it. This was the year the Timberwolves are going to get John Wall. Yeah, sure, Johnny Flynn might not have been the right pick for the Wolves. Oh sure, Ricky Ruby will probably never be here. But John will John Will. John Wall sure the heck will be. And even if we don't get John Wall, we will sure as hell get Evan Turner. And we will have the future of legends in Minnesota because we're gonna because we're gonna get John Waller Turner for sure. Cause this is the year. Screw all the bad luck. Paul Allen is joining. <laughs> Paul Allen is joining. David Kahn, because oh Paul Allen of kfan finally picked uh got something right he finally picked the right winner for the right winner for the kentucky derby and super saver so david kahn wants to bring paul allen to chicago's new jersey for the nba draft lottery because you know what the wolves have to win the draft lottery this year they're going to at least get the second pick heck i even dreamt that night yeah imagine that me dreaming about the wolves and the lottery, because yes, this was the big year. This was it. We can set aside all our bad luck, all our bad draft picks, because we can't go wrong, folks. We can't go wrong this year because we're going to get Wall-, Wall or Turner, and hopefully Wall. But yeah, it's going to happen regardless, because we're going to at least wind up with the second pick this time around. There's just no doubt about it. There's no doubt. So the draft gets started. Of course, Marcus, the forecaster, in attendance, because this is the biggest lottery ever for the Wolves, at least since '92 when Shaquille O'Neal was available. '92, yep, remember? <laughs> in the following year, well, we were gonna leave. we were gonna probably get Chris Webber that following year, maybe Hardaway or something. Yeah, of course we were. Of course, there's no doubt about it. No doubt. Oh, you could go wrong, folks. You can go wrong with the draft lottery in the NBA. Oh, you can. And how many times have the first two picks slipped? Because some other SOB team or two always, 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 always pops up. And about about 80% of the time, they happen to be from the East Coast. They happen to be a bigger city. I know I'm not talking about conspiracies but it just for some odd reason tends to be that way every flipping time except for the Clippers last year who by the way play in the second biggest market in the United States despite the fact they are the uh, the minor league basketball team in Los Angeles by far but it happens every year every bleepin year A team or two teams pop up into the top three, and every bleep in time, the two teams that are, you know, the two teams, neither one of them ends up with the top pick, or even the second pick, to add insult to injury. It's the way it seems to always go. The Chicago Bulls, well, at least the Miami Heat only moved on one. But as I continue to <laughs> seethe over this, things looked okay. They looked all right until the 6th pick went to the Golden State Warriors and then they're like, "Uh-oh, that means the Washington Wizards and the and the 76ers have moved up into the top 3 and it's like, "Oh, terrific. Terrific." But we'll be well we'll be the other team that's going to wind up in the top 3. It's going to be Minnesota New Jersey or New Jersey, but it's going to be the Wolves. Well, here comes the 5th pick. Moment of truth, moment of truth, Sacramento. Everything is going to be okay because it's going to be the Nets, number four. It's going to be the Nets. It's either the Wolves or the Nets, but it's going to be the Nets because that's just the way it's going to be. But like clockwork, up comes the card. And the fourth pick goes to, well, who do you freaking think? The Minnesota Timberwolves. What? Look, this is f- beyond belief. That's right. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, come on. Seriously. <laughs> like... Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Yep. <gasps> and that's pretty much my thoughts. My thoughts, Marcus's thoughts, heck, even Antonio's thoughts cuz he was over too. Washington Wizards win the lottery. The Nets didn't even move up to number two. <laughs> the Nets and the Wolves both pushed down two spots because of two big East Coast teams. Well, not that the Nets aren't East Coast as well. Imagine that. All East Coast teams in the top three. What a surprise, just like the Bulls years ago. And Miami, and then Minnesota pushed down to number three that year. Miami is supposed to be number one, but they got second. And they uh, wound up with <laughs> Michael Beasley. Ha uh-huh, ha, suckers. We'll talk about that again, too. Nigel Southern actually painted a post on there. Talk about that in a second. But uh, Well, there's your draft lottery, folks. The Wolves get the fourth pick. And once again, for the 400 quadrillionth time, other than just flat getting lucky in 95 with Kevin Garnett, the first high schooler in, what, 20 years at the time to come to the NBA, once again, the Wolves will not be getting a franchise-changing player, at least from the looks of things. But, of course, you're in and you're out, there are franchise changing players in the draft. It's just that there's no guarantee. We actually have to pick the right one. Now, of course, as uh David Kahn would like to tell you, with this voice that I'm using right now, the fourth pick last year was Tyreek Evans, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that. And no, the Wolves would have been right because the Wolves would have taken Tyreek, number five. Guaranteed. But of course the Sacramento Kings were the fourth pick, and that's just how it goes. Too bad. Too bad, since we can, since it's illegal for the Timberwolves to move up in the lead draft lottery ever via the yeah uh, the actual lottery part, <laughs> not trading. You're screwed. So if the Wolves were to try to land uh, Evan Turner, because John Wall's not going to come to the Wolves, the Wizards are going to draft him. That's just a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance. You don't pass in John Wall. You keep him. And. Uh, you don't really. If I'm the Washington Wizards, I couldn't care less about Agent Zero because that's what he is. I have lost interest in Gilbert Arenas the last three to four years. I, I really have. Hundred and twenty million was it for Gilbert Arenas? It's just like what were they thinking? I mean, at the time, I, it was. I thought it was idiotic. Now it looks historically idiotic. And of course, no offense to. uh the owner who signed that deal, he's no longer with us. His widow was able to claim that first overall pick for the Wizards before handing over a new ownership to the uh, yeah, new owner. I already forget his name, and it doesn't matter to me right now. We'll talk about it later with Marcus. It just doesn't matter. <laughs> Got to get on with the show here. Um, yeah. Washington Wizards are going to keep John Wall. I mean, they, they're they just going to. Flip Saunders loves his point guards, and he that's one of the things he's really good at, is developing point guards. It's a good situation for John Wall, actually. As much as I dislike the Wizards, and I just, I'm just i just bored to death with the Washington Wizards. Bored to death with them. Philadelphia 76ers, well, they just look like a team that would, <laughs> I don't know, Evan Turner would look nice there. But, of course, the good news is, the good news is, the good news and the bad news about this, Philadelphia is willing to uh, to trade the second pick. The bad news is that we, uh, the uh, taker would have to uh, take on Elden Brand's contract. That would mean Al Jefferson most likely would have to be given up. And uh, that kind of sucks because that's probably your biggest chip going in to this summer to improve your team. So if you have to already get rid of your biggest chip just to get a pick that you could and should have had, well, maybe not should have had, but uh, you, you could have had if things just changed, were a little bit different, kind of sucks you have to to lose that chip already. So right now, my interest level is not all too high on that idea. Evan Turner has a chance to be a great player, and I even was about to endorse him earlier in the year as my guy, even if the Wolves are the number one pick. As much as I like him, I don't think he's that good. I I don't. I don't think he's a Kevin Durant type player. If he is, trade Al Jefferson and the fourth pick for Evan Turner. (laughs) Do it. But no, I don't think he's at that level. I don't think anybody believes that. So, uh, And yes, Kevin Durant's going to be the kind of guy a lot of people are comparing to right now. Because he emerged in such an amazing way this year that, uh, whew, I mean, everybody wants a player like that. And uh, you just ain't going to have him. 99% of you ain't going to have him. <laughs> or 95%, whatever the math would be. Because only, you know, a few teams have players like that. Kobe, Kevin. Durant, LeBron, players like that. Yeah, there aren't many of them. Mm-mm. They don't come very often either. So uh, good luck to the Wolves there. And, of course, the consensus pick at fourth overall. Well, get excited, folks. Get excited. Wes Johnson. Wesley Johnson of Syracuse. Another Orangeman. Folks, if you listened to my show the last uh, last episode, 56... Do you think right now I want to touch a Syracuse Orangeman right now? <laughs> Do you think I want any part of that team right now? I I don't. Not right now. Um, but there are things about Wesley Johnson that are intriguing. And I'll get to that in a second. First, I better get to the Facebooks before I forget, because that just wouldn't be nice. Nigel Southern. Talks about, uh, now this was back on April 15th, I'm going to try to be brief about this, because, but yeah, he says, rest in peace to the 2009-2010 season, all fans are in the hands of Conn and Rambus. let's hope they pull all the right stings and get us the best possible player they can, and make the right choice in the draft, no matter what pick we get. yeah, Yeah, that's the thing, <laughs> we did get the fourth unfortunately, but yeah, this is a thing that I like, one final note, I was a huge K-Love fan. But in the last few weeks, I have no question, I mean, I have to question his attitude. Sure, he wants to start, and of course, and uh, Nigel says he would like him to. But if he still gets good minutes off the bench to lead the second unit, then do your job for the team and suck it up, princess. Oh, I love that line. Get on with the job. All talk is that Big Al and Love can't start together, so perhaps one will go. Which one might it be? All will will be revealed over the coming months, whatever the outcome. This promises to be the most exciting offseason for the Wolves in years. And yes, for me, I believe it is the most exciting offseason of all time for the Timberwolves. And if you want my opinion, I'm going to give it right now on the Kevin Garnett and Al Jefferson. Kevin Love and Al Jefferson. Now, you know, certain players fit in the triangle and certain players don't always fit in the triangle but in terms of attitude, in terms of skill, in terms of approach going into the summer. I'm going to upset some of you people out there when I say this because I think some of you are going to disagree with me, a good number of you. Kevin Love is the man I want to be. Kevin Love is the guy I would trade of the two. Al Jefferson actually is better defensively, believe it or not. He, and he showed that later this season when he played the power forward position. Me and Marcus, again, we'll get into that in the next show. God, that's going to be fun if, if, he, if I could just get him on here. Oh, so hard to reach him sometimes. Whew. Hardest man to reach in the world is Marcus, by the way. Um, Especially when I need to do a show as much as he wants to join. Uh, Al Jefferson at center is a disaster defensively. Kevin Love at Power forward it is a disaster defensively. Al Jefferson at power forward is halfway decent at times. He actually looked impressive blocking some shots. And uh, believe it or not, he looked. It looks. Uh, he reminds me of Hakeem Elijahwan a lot. He really does. And I don't mean that he's as good as Hakeem. But even the way he blocks shots at times, it looks kind of similar. You can tell that Al Jefferson absolutely admi- admired and uh, emulated. Hakeem Olajuwon growing up and when he developed his game as he was growing up. So I figured, hey, if Hakeem Olajuwon was willing to work with Kobe Bryant on his post moves, and yeah, you know, Kobe Bryant developing a just a kick-ass fadeaway with that dream shake, why not have a guy in Al Jefferson who actually does play very similar to, Al, to Hakeem Olajuwon, why not have Al Jefferson work with him? Well, Al Jefferson is going to work with Akeem Elijah one this summer. Yes, he is. And I'm extremely excited about that. And uh, I would rather keep Al Jefferson than Kevin Love at this point. I would, believe it or not. Believe it or not. If you have to get rid of one, I think I'm going to keep Al Jefferson. Is Kevin Love that much better of a passer? Is he that much better of a fit in the triangle? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are either one of them a future star in this league? I don't know. I think Al Jefferson is closer to that, though, than Kevin Love. I'm not sure Kevin Love will ever be a star in this league. He kind of reminds me of Brad Miller, and that's not a bad thing. I like Brad. I liked, <laughs> used to like Brad Miller an awful lot. Um, and Kevin Love is actually an even better rebounder than Brad Miller. But uh, if I had to pick between the two, I- I'm sticking with Big Al at this point in time. That could always change, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Would have been nice if maybe Derek favors if we got the third pick. <laughs> then you could almost trade both of them. You probably almost have to. Uh, and, of course, the whole Darko situation is still up in the air. If they decide on that with the possibly taking DeMarcus Cousins or not. Or, of course, as I mentioned, Wesley Johnson. We'll get to him in a sec. So, yeah, going to leave things there. Brent Jacobson mentions here, he talks about how David Kahn invited Paul Allen to Secaucus, Secaucus New Jersey for the draft lottery and uh, well, of course we're hoping for the number one pick at that point and that didn't happen, but uh, nice to hear from Brent Jacobson there sorry that was short Brent, but yeah, I mean it's just one of those things that already took place, of course, um, unfortunately we didn't get the number one pick, uh, sucks Nigel Southern brings up the idea of bringing in Michael Beasley. My comments were more or less that I just uh, as much as as much as that's a savvy stock trading right there. And of course Nigel, I, I believe he's into the financial arena from what I believe from what I saw on his Facebook. Uh hey, you know buy low sell high, heck yeah. You know, and I'm I've been into the fi- no, I've been in that too. Um <laughs> It's a it's But the funny part is, even when you buy low on a guy like Michael Beasley, it still could be a potential risk, but it uh, could be a big reward too. Um, I just don't like Beasley's attitude. You know, that's kind of been my my take. Nigel seems to agree, but also at the same time, uh, yeah, he's saying, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't believe that uh, Beasley's going to turn out like Kwame or the Candyman. And, uh, you know, Kwame Brown, of course, number one overall pick, Candyman number one overall pick. Complete disasters. All-time disasters. One of them was a great Michael Jordan pick. He has two doozies, by the way. Adam Morrison with a third overall pick in 06. (laughs) Even worse than Randy Foy. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. Nigel then quickly is like, ah, screw it. You know, next rumor, please. Which is kind of funny. I like how he worded that. Um, Yeah, maybe you look at Michael Beasley, but I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just... He's not my top choice, that's for sure. But uh, at a time right now when adding somebody could be really, really hard for the Wolves because it's just not an attractive situation. There is no John Wall here. There, you know, there, there's just no attractive, there's no attraction right now to Minnesota. It, it sucks. It does. It really sucks. You could probably hear it in my voice so much I hate it. So then now we get into the current situation. Nigel says of the fourth pick. The Wolves take Wesley Johnson. Any thoughts on Wes? I don't know much about him, but he's the name put forward in a number of mock drafts. I suppose Flynn would be happy because he went to Cuse. Yeah, sure, he'd be happy, but mm, I'm kind of getting frustrated with the whole Syracuse thing already, unfortunately. Um, I also, yeah, I've I've, uh, already responded to that part about how, yeah, the center, the possibility could also be DeMarcus Cousins. You never know, depending on how things deal with Darko. Um, Wesley Johnson is not a future star in this league though That that that's the thing he's not very unlikely that Wesley Johnson will be a future star in this league uh, all scouting reports see him as a potential number two type of guy Al Jefferson's a potential number two type of guy Kevin Love's not even that we need a number one guy unfortunately in this draft we're probably not going to get it unless some type of crazy trade happens uh, I, I don't know I'm almost tired already thinking about it. Whew, and this show's been going for a while, but we're going to continue. We'll see how long it goes. I don't think it's going to be too much longer, but <laughs> we'll continue. So yeah, that's the topic at hand right now. We'll get to that right now. Uh, Wesley Johnson, and of course the draft and all that good stuff. Well, the mock draft, obviously, take the Wolves, and of course, this is the big one. The Chad Ford one, of course. ESPN right now, the biggest uh, deal with the... Uh, Mock drafts right now. Wesley Johnson coming to the Wolves. And of course fills a need because the best small forward we have is uh, Ryan Gomes. Wesley Johnson adds a lot more to the Timberwolves than Ryan Gomes. Ryan Gomes is not really good at anything. Other than maybe a Miz mid-range shot. That's probably his strongest suit. Uh, he's not a great rebounder. Not a great defender. Doesn't block shots. Hits an occasional three-pointer. Sucks. And I mean sucks in traffic. Ryan Gomes sucks in traffic. And I think I've made that statement time time and time again over the years. Because it hasn't changed. That's the thing. When things don't change and players don't adjust, I get a little frustrated. Just a little. Uh, A la Johnny Flynn. I'm going to get to that again uh, right about now. Because of Syracuse talk. But yeah, Wesley Johnson of Syracuse. God. That's the thing. This whole top five because the Wolves won't slip out of the top five out of the five best players in this draft the last one I wanted was Wesley Johnson but right now it looks like that's the guy and I'll kind of reluctantly agree with it even though it's fourth and not fifth because DeMarcus Cousins well you got Darko Milicic maybe and maybe you don't Ugh. Oh, I'm almost again tired thinking about it depends on what how much Darko's going to want for one how much is he gonna want? Is he gonna want five million? Well, he can stay in Europe. Is he gonna sign for an extremely reasonable price? I don't know. Maybe. Then you take well, you know. If you stand pat and take Wesley John, I mean, at the fourth pick, I guess Wesley Johnson is the guy. Um, the good news about about him, of course, he's extremely athletic. He really is. He's very long, of course. Can jump like crazy. He can hit the three-point shot. Shucks, this year he shot about 42% from downtown. He's bounced around a bit, unfortunately, from Iowa State. He missed a uh, previous year. Because of that, a lot of, um, he had the red shirt or whatever. you got to love that. He had a red shirt his sophomore year. But on a team that does score a lot of points, like Syracuse, he only averaged 16.5 points a game. His assists aren't very high, which isn't good for a small forward. Only two assists a game, and his turnovers are actually higher than his assists. Almost two and a half turnovers a game. But again, the good part is the steals and blocks. Almost two a game apiece. I like that a lot. His field goal percentage is 50%. His free throw percentage, mm, uh, I, I guess it's okay. About 77%. That's okay. Not really great. And the talk is, of course, and uh, yeah, as we've seen, he doesn't really get to the free-throw line anyway. Again, that's definitely not your franchise-type player. Your franchise-type player gets to the free-throw line, and uh, Wesley Johnson is not that guy. He just isn't. Hmm. Uh, But I do like the athleticism, and I like the, uh, you know... I like the multiple steals and blocks a game. That's very attractive, but can that translate to the NBA? Who knows? And, of course, the tell right now. About Syracuse is I'm going to get to it now. And You probably noticed it with Johnny Flynn. Defensively, it takes them years. Years to to adjust to the NBA. Years. It took Carmelo Anthony about three years to adjust defensively to the NBA. He finally actually figured it out. And uh, that's just how it goes because they play that, that zone defense in Syracuse. They don't really train them to defend in the NBA at all. That's just the way it works in Syracuse. Johnny Flynn's defense was horrible last year. Yeah, he created some turnovers just like it looked, just like Wesley Johnson's probably going to do in, in, in the NBA. But he's going to get beat over and over and over again on, on pick and rolls. Johnny Flynn was terrible defending the pick and roll. He was terrible defending the give and go and he was terrible defending the backdoor passes. Just terrible at it. And expect the same from Wesley Johnson. Mm-hmm. If he's a Timberwolf. It's cute that he'd be the fourth pick and that he wears number four. Isn't that cute? Yeah, that's another uh, shadow, foreshadow for something I'm going to talk about in the next show. And I'm not even going to say what it is yet. Yeah, I'll let you guys connect the dots. Mm. Yep, that's it. That's a big one. It's a doozy, folks. That we're going to talk about on the next show. Um, he's not very physical at all. Shucks, he's under two hundred pounds, despite the fact he's six seven. That's kind of weak. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know. Doesn't tickle my fancy. He really doesn't. And David Kahn has constantly been talking about. Doesn't necessarily mean we're not we're going to be at the fourth pick in the uh, when the uh, <laughs> when the draft happens. So uh, again, we'll see how that turns out. We will see. It's going to be pretty interesting. It really is. Right now, well, right now, it's just all going to have to come together. (sighs) This has been a long one, folks. This has been a long one, almost an hour. But, yeah, that's going to happen when I'm away for about seven weeks. It's going to happen, and the next show will probably be about this long as well. And it's going to be almost all Timberwolves, wall-to-wall, I'm sure we'll get into some NBA playoff stuff. I'm sure we will. Shucks, we might record that show later this weekend. That show later this weekend, but we won't release it right away. Maybe we'd release it two or three days after they record it, just for the sake of giving this show a little chance to be out there first, just to be fair. So uh, so it's not, it doesn't feel like I'm rushing you listeners from one show to the next. <laughs> that's, that's almost too much for you. I don't want to overwhelm you. But... Uh, Man, it's been good to be back, and I uh, apologize if it seems a little too long. But again, I'm gonna say, hey, it's been a long time, and uh, I have a lot of a lot to I had a lot to get out. Um, yeah, Johnny Flynn, just yeah, I soured on him late in the year, so it's like I don't know the thought of oh, Johnny Flynn will be happy to have another Syracuse guy on the team. Right now, I'm not, I am not. I don't care about Johnny Flynn being happy of having another Syracuse guy on the team. And that's not trying to rip anybody that thinks that'd be cool. It's just already hearing Johnny Flynn saying that in, uh, in a quote I heard earlier today kind of bugs me. It's just like, you know what? I'm not even sure I want you on my team right now, Johnny. I'm not even sure. Last year, it just felt like all Johnny Flynn was worried about was uh, um, being... Having, you know, having uh, fun with this, this new life he has. It's not about being, you know, being a leader and uh, trying to trying to develop something on the basketball court. It just seems like he's more interested in having fun. And I know that's how it is across the league all the time. Everybody's like that. I don't know. Whatever. It's, uh, but I don't have to like it. And it just seemed like with him, it just seemed like, uh, it just seemed like that's all he cares about is his Syracuse boys, you know. Just all seems like he cares about. It seemed like that all year. When you read his Twitter, it just got it. It, it got kind of old. So, uh, well, maybe it'll make him play better. I I don't know. I don't know. Work on that pick and roll. Work on defending that pick and roll, Johnny, because uh, if you're going to be here, you're going to have to work on that. <laughs> and Kurt Rambis, you better get this team playing a little bit our defense, too. might want to add that. One of the worst defensive teams I've ever seen. Well, if not the worst. Right now, probably the worst. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of bad defensive teams across the league. So I'm finally going to conclude with that. Finally. Now we've passed the hour mark. This is getting crossover level, man. <laughs> the crossover is not a short show. And they cover two teams. This is just one. Yeah. Okay. Running with the Bulls has been an hour. And, of course, a lot of football shows are always about an hour. Purple Mafia, the Chiefs the Chiefs zone, all that good stuff. So, yeah, whatever. <sighs> We have a call-in line. I'd like you to please call in. And I want you guys to please call in. I'd appreciate it very much. You listeners, do call in to 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you are calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Leave your uh, question, comment, shout-out, whatever it is. Try to be somewhat nice. Keep it to anywhere from... maybe two to three minutes at the longest we'll say if it's longer oh we'll work around it just don't make it an hour long okay be a little courteous i guess just don't make it an hour long that's all uh hey i'm bob from minneapolis you had a great call in a while back hopefully you're still listening to the show and i'm guessing you are i i hope you are hey call in again man i'd like to hear your thoughts on the draft i'd love to hear your thoughts on the draft um of course, the tickets will be 4 bucks instead of $1, the pay-the-pick deal. That sucks, but that's still awfully cheap. And, uh, yeah, the Wolves are trying, as Bob said, yeah, to get fans to the game. So I remember that very well. And uh, hey, you, you can't fault them. They're doing a good job with that, at least. Now it's just up to hopefully putting the right players on the floor this time around. Last year was ridiculously bad. It just was. Okay. We'd also like you to please sign up for the message boards on the sportstuff.com and appreciate that very much. The message boards, there's a button on the upper right hand corner of the front page of the sportstuff.com that says TSS boards, do click on that. Then you'll just click register and uh, create your screen name. Make it something that makes somewhat sense. Don't make it all jumbled and crazy because most likely it will be deleted due to spam. Yeah, they will all have major believe that that is a spam account and it'll be deleted so make it something that makes sense you know maybe you want to be wesley johnson number four or something I'm not sure if i'd really be in a hurry for that tree name but <laughs> it's up to you guys maybe you love them so uh appreciate that very much please do that also don't forget timberwolvespress.com <laughs> check that out as well I'm, i serve as an admin on there i also post the Timberwolves Explosion on there but it's been very inactive during my hiatus and i apologize for that but busy schedules get in the way and you got to make a living so it's just how it goes so thanks again for listening i'm about ready to fall asleep because that's been such a it's been a long long show no <laughs> thanks again for listening and we'll be back very soon and we'll be talking more wolves take care